This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Thanks for listening to Ace on the House on Podcast One. J.B. Weld, today's podcast brought to you by J.B. Weld, world's strongest bond. The brand DIYers and pros have trusted for over 50 years. You got to keep it in your cupboard, your toolbox, your garage. Available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, wherever you find finer products. Proudly made in the U.S. of A. Well, what do we talk about in this show? Wow, Stanley? we get you know we get into this idea that perhaps there was a faux pas at the Terrazzo station there at the Delta Terminal at LAX. And Terrazzo you're, Gate, you're, Terrazzo Gate, Terrazzo Gate. And yeah. there's so much more stuff. What else are we talk about? Well, subflooring, subflooring, sub big bay window we, talk. We got a little bit of a, an insight into some of your racing, a little race, big weekend. time, good race weekend for sure. Yeah. So first, there's Geico. Would you love to save some money on your insurance? Of course you would. And who doesn't love a deal when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything? Geico can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even your homeowners, condo, or renter's insurance. They are all covered with Geico. Save even more with special discounts when you bundle coverages together. Plus, they have an easy-to-use Geico mobile app and 24-7 roadside assistance, so it's easy to switch to Geico. It's a no-brainer. Switch today and see just how much you could save at geico.com. Go there and get a rate quote or contact a local agent. This is about something that lights your fire when nothing else will. This is the Mark Devine Show. This show, we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous transform the nature and functioning of our own brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action, be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, get wiser and stronger and grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions and how you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life. Martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. Every episode turns our guests' grants into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life filled with compassion and courage. I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to reflect a lot and meditate. There has to be a balance between movement and rest. It all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves. We become a beacon of life for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Devine Show. Hoo-ya. This is Corolla Digital. A master carpenter who's here to help you out. If you can't fix it, then let A show you how. Ace on the house Ace on the house Ace on the house 
Yeah, get it on. Got to get on a choice. We got a mandate. Get it on. And welcome to Ace on the House. I'm Adam Curl over here. Eric Stromer, sleep deprived Stromer over there. In from Indy last night? Yes, flying in from Indy. There was a big, big second session of the old EYBL tournament. I was there visiting the grandma. Amy's mom, I was there watching my kid play. He had six threes in a game. He killed. It was flawless. It was beautiful. And then six threes. Six threes in a game, yeah. Rain it was raining is what it was doing. Raining and threes? Yes, sir. Or man. And 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 man and rain and rain. Real rain. Mm. It all kind of happens in Indy. What mm-hmm. st- what goes on in Indy stays in Indy. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping that you would stop by to see Mrs. Burling over there in uh Indiana, my my mother in law, giving her a big like you do a French kiss, hello, mm-hmm. uh, a little something warm and fuzzy. Well, I'll be there May six. That's and what I I know. So let's. I'll give you her address. Mm-hmm. She made me carry the plants outside and then do some hose work with the old uh, a garden hose deal, right? Yeah, plants outside in the rain for yeah, the rain. She, you know, she she's like a green thumb type, and she really you know takes the. She grew a uh, 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 grapefruit tree from from seeds, and it's now like six and a half feet tall. And then she takes it out in the summer and get tries to get fruit on it. And in mm-hmm. the end, it won't happen ever. She takes it out in the summer. Yeah, she has a grapefruit tree in her house. Yes, sir. And you a believe pot that? In yeah, her in house. a pot, a grapefruit tree. It's like six, almost seven feet tall. Wow, I've never seen anything like it. Um, all right, so uh, we'll take some questions. What are you working on? Well, I am working on uh, just got the chainsaw back sharpened because now I got to cut that tree up into pieces, man- manageable carrying pieces. I cut the finger on the blade of the chainsaw because it's so sharp. Look, mm, band aid just psst, took it right out, took it to a place, took it, it to the place, file. yes, sir. And they redid it and sharpened the old chain. I got a new one just in case, had the old weed whacker tuned up. New bulb put in, you know, the the fuel pump bulb, you know, it gets worn out over time. And so gas just came out of it for a while now. I don't know. I don't know if these services are still out there, but back when I used to work at a cabinet shop in Chatsworth, maybe once a week, a guy would show up and he would collect all the blades from all the shops because, you know, a 10 inch 60 tooth carbide tip blade wasn't cheap back then. No. And I mean, you know, to kind of maybe put it in dollars and cents, those blades were, I don't know, let's say 50 bucks a blade when gas was a buck 41. So now those blades are 39 bucks and gas is six bucks. Correct. But, you know, a medium sized home in that neighborhood was 150 grand back then. That's right. And those things back, back when Manson and Squeaky Fram were planning their next caper. Not far from that. I know. Spawn Ranch. And so they, you, there was a service and you'd give them, you know, you'd give them your seven and a quarter inch carbide for your circular saw, a yeah. couple of table saw blades. Yeah. And, uh, They'd sharpen them up and, and bring them back to you next week. And it's interesting that you say that because my, my lovely Guatemalan employee, Jose Sandoval, said mm-hmm. that, you know, Strummer, why don't you just take the blade to the sharpener? And I, and I was like, wait, really? Yeah. They, do they still have them? I said, and, you know, they those guys all do that. You're talking about chainsaw? Or you no, no, about now I'm talking saw? about my, my table saw, mm-hmm. you know, because it's dull and... 
The thing is, is that they do still sharpen blades. It's probably, what, a quarter of the cost of a new blade. I always just toss them and get another blade because I'm that guy, right? You're the ugly American. I'm an ugly American. Mm-hmm. I, t- I take the packaging, I throw it in the garbage, boom, right? But, you know, they got these guys recycle everything. It seems to work. Yeah, so send your blades out. Keep your blades and let's not uh, get the landfills all chock full of your carbide tip blades. And I think the moral of the story is maybe get a good one. And, Gary, I don't know what a good 10-inch, 60. 125. Really? I think so. Maybe even 80-tooth. Sounds a little expensive for a sixty, but but maybe maybe eighty no, you're or right. ninety, maybe so, maybe eighty five. I don't know if they even do it in increments of twenty teeth now. Like, well, six- you know, for the for the finished cuts, the blades get high. I, I mean, I just bought another one because I had to cut cabinetry, and it was I you know I can't remember the number, but it's very high. It's got to be in the hun- low hundreds tooth yeah really yeah i think so carbide i think so seems let's carry on, on a 10 let's inch look, can you seems too I'm high looking. seems right. too high yeah. to me yeah, yeah. what's my say- table saw blade is it 12 or 10 they're generally like 10 10 yeah yeah he's helping me out here exactly what should i put in 10 inch 60 tooth carbide yeah. saw blade yeah mm-hmm. so when i do that what comes up is i think is a mix of stuff that's just like a lot of finished circular blades but not necessarily carbide because the range of prices starts as low as like 15 20 bucks. No, no. Yeah, no, that's no, for no. like a panel blade yeah, or right. a plywood blade. All right, let me dig in a little yeah, deeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then you keep going up. I just take I always take the thing that I need into the store and go uh uh and hold them next to each other uh-huh. and then get the new one. All right. So we got questions, we got tweets, we'll take some phone calls. We'll uh we're at your service. Yeah. We are. We are a little short-staffed at the moment, so I'm going to have to switch over to the video playing side of things here. Mm-hmm. Our first one, I went with a video that's a little longer than we traditionally do. And as always, for those who are listening, if you'd like to send us a video or any, a picture question, please email it to aceonthehouse at adamcarolla.com. If you're sending a video, try to keep it to 90 seconds or less so we can get to as many as possible. Uh, go to aceontheroof.com to see these pictures and videos. And right after I begged people to save it for 90 seconds or less, we're going to go with a long one. Hey guys, I need some advice for my bay window replacement. It's a three minute video because there is a lot of info to share. House is in the 1920s, Hayward, California, mm. and this guy seems to have a lot of knowledge, so I was okay mm-hmm. with it being a touch long. Here All right. Hey guys. Hi guys. I have this bay window that I need to get replaced. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be kind of a long video. I'm sorry. This is my fucking like 99th take. I uh, cannot make it shorter because there's so much information. So uh, this house is built in the 1920s. It's in Hayward, California, Bay Area. This window is a single pane window. I need to replace it to double pane because it lets in a crazy amount of heat in the summertime. Um, contractors are trying to quote me $17,000 to replace this window. That's an outrageous price. I could do it for three because that's how much the windows cost and I could do all the work myself, perfectly capable of doing that. Uh, let me show you how the window is constructed and kind of what the contractors are afraid of, which makes no sense. All right, so here is the bay window. Uh, so what the contractors are kind of scared of is removing these aluminum posts. Big bay window. So this is how yeah. the window is constructed. It's just got this like aluminum tube that the windows are kind of secured into on the sides. And my thought is just to take a sawzall to them, replace it with the four by four posts. They're all saying, oh no, it's structural. It's securing the fucking header up here. No, it's not because the header is not right here above the window. I know this for a fact because when I secured in this curtain rod, I couldn't hit a stud to save my life. The header is before the window right here, this little bunk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are faux beams, by the way. They're not real. Uh-huh. So oh, yeah. um, my thought is to replace all these windows, take them out, 
remove these uh, aluminum posts, replace them with four by four or six by six posts, whatever I need to do. I pause so for do a second math on that because I want to make sure. I don't get what his single light, double light heat thing is. Do you? Oh, he's saying glazed. Glazed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he wants a dual glazed. Did he say glazed or light? Am I screwed up? Now, back it up 10 seconds. If you like. I, I'm, I'm curious just if my mind is, is functional. I know. Right here above the window. I know this for a fact because when I secured in this curtain yeah, rod. He was back earlier. It was like at the top. I know everyone's listening. Um, contractors are trying to quote me $17,000 to replace this window. That's an outrageous price. I could do it for three because that's how much the windows cost. And I could do it, all the work it, myself. It, perfectly capable of doing it. Earlier. That. It's right so, at the top. So uh, this house is built in 1920s. It's in Hayward, California, Bay Area. This window gonna be kind of a long video i'm sorry this is my fucking like 99th take uh, i cannot make it shorter because there's so much information so uh this house is built in 1920s it's in hayward california bay area this window is a single pane window i need to replace it to double pane because it lets in a crazy oh, okay amount of heat in the pain summertime. okay sorry that the pain wait, wait seventeen thousand dollars is what the guy's charged trying to get for that yeah i guess the pain is what screwed me up i was thinking of panes of glass right and i've got double pain yeah yeah, yeah. but i he means glaze right was well, that the, yeah. yeah as the video goes on i think you might start to see why some of the contractors are a little worried about it he goes outside and all right like, let's take a okay look. all right Still got to do the math on that because I want to make sure to cut them at this kind of like weird angle here. So it's a flat side here, flat side here for the one to secure into. Um, I could definitely do that. I have a table saw and everything. So um, that's my plan. I don't want to do uh, new construction windows with a nail flange because I'm not trying to remove stucco on the outside. I'm going mm. to just frame in the new opening, order remodel windows with no nail flange to fit the opening, put them in there, shim them. Put some baccarat in the gaps. Put some Cicaflex in there so that it's nice and watertight. And then retrim it if I need to. And then call it a day. Let me show you what the uh, outside of the window looks like so you can have a better idea. That stucco out there. All right. So this is what the outside of the window looks like. Uh, you can see it's kind of like cantilevered out of the wall. And it kind of goes all the way up to my uh, soffit there. Mm -hmm. So a uh, couple things. The stucco just rolls right into the window. So I think when I'm gonna frame in the new opening, I'm gonna kind of bump everything out towards the front so that it's flush with the stucco so that I could actually put some trim on there because it looks kind of funky with no trim. Uh, the window on that side has trim around it, so I'm gonna match it over here. Um, and also I'm going to replace these uh, casement style with uh, double hung windows. Uh, I'll keep a new picture window in the center because these casement style, when you walk down the stairs to my basement, you freaking knock yourself out on this and it's a sharp ass corner hitting your head. So mm. that's no bueno. So that's how it's constructed. Let me know what you think. Thanks, man. All right, so uh, questions. First off, it's a big, long window, 12 feet overall, but it's got the center and then the two sides, um, right and left, at an angle. Uh, it comes out like a garden or bay window. Um, he's pointing to these aluminum posts that are in the center that he says are non-bearing because there's a header that's in the soffit that's going all the way across. Right. I'm not sure why he wants to replace those with 4x4 four four and not, he said, or four by six or whatever. Don't do four by six. Um, I think he probably said, I have a table saw. I missed a part of it. He had a table saw, blah, blah, blah. He's probably talking about putting an angle on it. Cause it's, it's, at, yeah. it's at an angle. Right. Um, 
why not just get one freestanding unit if you don't need to head it out and those posts are non-bearing right why are we replacing the aluminum posts because you'll have four to by four? you'll have to either stucco or paint that and it'll be you know exposed to the elements and rot ultimately if it's wood couldn't we just get one big we unit could. made we could and then if we got one big unit made what are we even dealing with busting out the stucco or saw cutting the stucco? Why don't we demo out the existing window, including the aluminum poles, leave the stuccos it comes in and dies. Not have to interfere and re-stucco. And, and literally just get one big unit and push it in. I agree. And bump it up against the existing stucco. So much easier, a, quor- a third of the pr- quarter of the price. Because yeah, if he if he's gonna, you know, the what he's explaining now, I understand the number because it's a bunch of stucco demo. Got to you know reframe well, everything. By it's, the way, when you when you cut the stucco and then you slide the jam out and flush it up with the outside of the stucco, and then you try to do some trim work on yeah. there. It's a, one of these things. that's not like the other situation. No. from the outside, it'll never the house, look the same. It can't look the same. No. All the other windows have the stucco dying into Correct. the jam. I mean, worst case scenario, if it's if it's cost prohibitive to buy that large of a of a unit custom order and it's too expensive, you could do three windows. You would do the two side windows and then a center window and and do like he said and just put something to hold the new windows on the angle, right? Yeah, I think they could construct a window that had you know that was modular right that had like three parts correct that was installed in three sections correct you know uh from the inside right and i don't see i wouldn't that bust wouldn't the stucco out i i would I not wouldn't, i wouldn't I would either buy everything to fit in the existing opening because you're just opening up a horrible can of worms and if you do the square it off and flat to the window, it doesn't look like the rest of the house, so it will really show as a replacement. It's all contingent on those posts being non-bearing. Which They're not. I, I believe him. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you are going to get into cutting that post up, um, I would definitely start with a wheel, um, depending on what part of the post you're cutting. I, yeah. I would stay away from the sawzall as much as I yeah. could. You, when, mean sh- you mean the shaky-shaky? When it's, yeah, when, it's, when when you can use a really thin wheel on a right-handed, right-hand cutter, yeah. all, all the better. Yeah, um, that's right. So use the wheel if you got to do that. Order the unit. The unit may come in three pieces. Yeah. Uh, leave the stucco alone yeah. and slide it in from the And inside. if it does come in one large bay... Then you're going to need a couple of helpers to get it into position. You also can, with window places, which yeah. I've done, um, you can have the profile of the mullion or the styles or the rails or whatever the fuck they all are called. You can, they can cut them to match existing windows. Right. They can put the profile on it. That's right. So, Look around the house, yeah. see what the profile is, get them to match it, measure the shit out of it, and put the unit in. The only and, part and of this can I, I, ask you I a don't question? like. Can I ask you a question? Would it be so wrong, even though this guy is handy, why doesn't he just have them d- install it? 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what, I mean, he can talk. I, he can talk to them. My, my worry is I would like to remove the existing unit before I put a tape on it yeah. for the ID. I mean, preferably. Right. Sometimes it's hard to tell what's behind that jam. You know what I mean? Right. Is there a, is there a trimmer there? Are right. there, are there furring strips? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like with the stucco. But I mean, you could still use the stucco on the outside as your mark and yeah. then go, I want a quarter inch reveal coming inside the rounded off stucco all the way around. And that's your measurement. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? then the other question is, do you want to make a template of this opening and bring it to the window company to then? Because what if the angles are not legit? And it was done as a as an aluminum window, and they just cantilevered whatever angle they need. I would do a template. I might even say to the window guys, "You come over here and you measure it." Which then brings me to my last question: Why don't we just pay the window installer who is affiliated with the manufacturer, so that we if if we break said window? By not having enough helpers, putting it in wrong, and somehow screwing things up, let them do it. It's worth the extra money. You stand there and just watch and then use your talent in some other facet in your home. Then what does he need us for is the answer. He needs us to tell him to hire somebody. I would I would review all the things we've just said. Yeah. It's all it's all on the table. I mean, I know he can do this. I agree with you. A template uh, yeah. is smart. And and the way you do the template, like like the granite guys, you you just get the flat stock wood, you know, it's very it's like what is Luon. it? It's like Luon strips. It's Luon strips. And then you do hot glue gun and you you literally put it in position and glue it up like it's a, a, a you know, a balsa sculpture basically. Yeah. All right. We have uh, questions. Sorry, Gary. Answers on our carbide blade dilemma. Yeah. So uh, I was digging through here and I found a couple that seem to be in the like high $60 range mm-hmm. for the 60. And then if you get into like the 72 or the 80, you definitely get north of or right around $100. So uh-huh. here's the 60. Uh, this next one is a DeWalt that's also around 65 bucks. Mm-hmm. This is a 72 uh, tooth. Wow. And do the 12s get up to 100, 100 and something teeth? You know, I stuck with researching the 10s. Yeah, no, I understand, because I'm trying to figure out why so I was 72 in the 72 toothers, uh, 113 bucks. am right. I looking at? And yeah. The 80 toother, I think, was 140 right. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's getting up there. So now, I beg the question, do we sharpen or do we, we throw? Sharpen. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see. Putting in a new bathroom in the basement needs advice on floor leveling. Let's come to the right place. Oh, hell yeah, That's yeah. That's Brian. Well, 45. you're the transition king, am I right? I am, and I'm also the pump sump ejector king. Damn right. going down to the basement, Brian. Heck yeah, you are. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I've got an older house. We, My girlfriend just moved in. We decided we needed another, ba- uh, another bathroom in the place. So we ripped the floor up in the basement. My buddy's a plumber. We put all the... Uh, Pipes down underneath the floor. I put some, you know, we kind of covered it all back up with cement. Uh, now we're kind of getting to the point where we're going to have to level the floor off. 
And I don't really know anything about that. Um, I don't know. Guess I'm just wondering if you guys have any kind of tips or thoughts. Yeah. Where, where, know, what we are you doing kind for of an ejector? Hold on. What are you doing for an ejector pump? Uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, you're down in the basement, right? Mm-hmm. Are you below the main line? Oh, oh, oh. We tied right into the main line. Um, so it, it was pretty easy. We didn't have to, like, uh, you know, move the water anywhere. We okay. basically were able to just kind of pick out the low spot on the floor. So the main line and is it, below the basement. Correct. Okay, so oh, that's, that's good. That. Yeah. Then you blew out the whole floor and you re-cemented the floor? Uh, yeah, we kind of just, uh, we kind of had to cover the pipes back up. So, oh. so wait, you know, was, you there, kind of, you was there was there was there an exi- yeah? That's my my question. Was there an existing flat slab that you saw cut a trench in to then tie into the main line? Uh, basically, yeah. Okay, we didn't cut it. We kind of just broke it out with a like a, hand, a jackhammer. And, and is like that a, is that existing out. is that existing slab before you broke it out? Was that flat and level? Uh, not perfectly, no. It was kind of, uh, I think my house was built in the early 50s. All right. So, you know, it's definitely the low point, which is kind of where the drain went to. What, so uh, I guess yeah. what another flooring? Thing, I guess, Quiet. What, what kind of flooring do you want? I don't think we're going to get too fancy. Um, I've had some issues in the past with, you know, my basement leaking a little bit, so I'm probably going to keep it simple and maybe do like an epoxy or something like that. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good to know. Um, so, and, and is this yeah. your bathroom or the girlfriend's bathroom? <laughs> this is going to be mine. Oh, God. So just put a, throw some, you know. Feather float? Feather float, make it flat, and then throw the uh, atoms of an epoxy. Let me let me do the theme song for epoxy, epoxy coatings. Ready? Mm-hmm. Epoxy coating, epoxy coating talk. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, I look, yeah. So here's the here's my take on uh, on all that. Uh, you can get like a feather float. There's a million products. You know, get one of those big stir sticks on a half inch drill motor. Yeah. Put it in a five gallon bucket. Whip yeah. it up. Troweled on. Self leveling. Heck yeah. <clears throat> blah blah blah. Um, you gonna throw down the magical sparkles or no? You're going to throw the flake in there? I don't know. It's a little 90s garage, uh, is you it? know. Yeah. <laughs> well, what if he wants to have uh, like yeah, a... I haven't, I haven't figured that part out yet. We're still kind of framing things and rewiring things. Yeah, I, so, I would uh, say... I got bigger fish to fry. Pick, yeah. pick a color and definitely do like a two-part clear coat. It just gives a lot more depth. And if this is not something that you want to re finish so that it's like perfectly flat and pristine then you know just make a patch that's flat and level and free of you know things that are like wavy and and uh sharp pointy things you know what i mean it doesn't have to be perfect yeah. if it's your if you want that look though we got a whole nother conversation if you want to be like yeah, perfect I guess, cement i guess part of my concern too is um i, I feel like it's gonna maybe start if i put a lot of leveler in there it's going to maybe start bleeding into like a different room um you know just because it's kind of a weird low spot there so you know there's kind of some carpet down there and part of it and i don't know i'm not sure how how much leveler i'm going to need to kind of get it perfectly level but um 
my other thought too is how important, like how level does a toilet need to be? Is it, um, you know, if it's off a tick, is that a big deal or? Well, you should shim uh, it. You should shim it level for sure. Like you don't want to be sitting, you know, lurching to the left because then you'll throw your back out every time you take a deuce. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the floor. But you could even. Yeah. So you could even, you know, even if the floor is not perfectly level, as long as the toilet itself is kind of sitting level. Yeah, yeah. get get a two foot a two foot level. Put it on the toilet itself, right? On lift up the toilet seat and put it on the toilet in both directions, and then. Level it with the plastic shims, not wood, mm-hmm. right? And then you put your bolts in and tighten them down and get it level, and then put co- a bead of caulk around the whole thing, covering the shims, yeah, so they don't stick out. Put that Johnny ring in first, yes, sir. All right, let me tell you about blindsgalore.com. They're having a huge sale starting this week. Everything is up to fifty percent off. It's a great time to buy new blinds or shades. Blinds Galore believes you deserve high quality. Custom blinds, shades, shutters, and drapes. Everything Blinds Galore creates is 100% custom. Nothing gets made until you order it. Designer product without the designer price. Don't bother with the store. You can do uh, everything right from your own home. They have an expert team over there. They're happy to help every step of the way. Online or over the phone, Blinds Galore will even set you up with free samples, free shipping, And um, they also have free expertise. This is a mother-daughter team. They've been at it for over 20 years. Every every window I have in my home is covered with blinds galore. It's blindsgalore.com. Right, Gary? That's right. Whether you need more privacy to sleep in or just to fix up a room, Blinds Galore has just what you're looking for. Order 15 free samples today to get started on blindsgalore.com and let them know I sent you. That's blindsgalore.com. All right, quick break. Back with more questions right after this. All right, we're back. Uh, we're going to answer more vid questions. I think we're going to answer some more vid questions. You're absolutely right there, Ace Man. Mm-hmm. We uh, just answered that nice gentleman's call about some flooring issues that he's having. So let's uh, stick in that general neck of the woods. This video is from Dustin. It says, sorry about the vertical video. House built in 1943 in Boise, Idaho. I have lots of tools and some commercial flooring experience. Thanks, Dustin. Look at that. That's Parquet. Mm-hmm. Hey, Stromer, get it on. Uh, the name's Dustin. I'm from Idaho. This house was uh, built in 1943. Uh, I've only lived here a couple years. Uh, it's time I want to do something with the floors. It looks like uh, I'm going to start at the top floor in the bedroom and work my way down, redoing the stairs. And this is the worst of it. <clears throat> it looks like they had put some crappy, uh, you know, 12 by 12 uh, adhesive-backed tiles, almost like you maybe putting a trailer or something down. And you can see there's issues coming through it because it's so thin that are showing in the in the tile from the subfloor. Cracking. Like right there, there's a big crack. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also some spots right here where it looks like they didn't clean it well enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's maybe just a, a little bit of dirt that then pushed its way through. Is that vinyl? Uh, what is that, Stromer? That's, to, that's you know, awful. Just on the floor. It, that's like um, 60s so I'm porn what your ideas are for that. <laughs> I was going to start with, uh, you know, of course, pulling all the stuff up probably with a heat gun and then repairing whatever subfloor needed to be repaired because the subfloor is likely very old uh, and probably glue and screw 
a lot of it down because of all the uh, creaking mm-hmm. that yeah, occurs. Okay. Um, and then I was thinking about attacking it with a uh, self-leveling patch. And then I would go with the uh, underlayment and then a vinyl plank flooring on top of it. And I think with all that stuff, I'd probably be in pretty good shape. And uh, even if there was just a small crack in the subfloor here, it would probably be, it would not ever show through all that other stuff. I've also got an issue here. Uh, here's where basically the threshold is that goes from the dining room into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it's a little elevated. Mm-hmm. So I need some ideas for that. Thanks. All right. What year did he say this was, Gary? The house is from 43. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so he may have plywood down there because someone may have redone it when yeah. they did the floor. Right. Seems weird to have you know, one by six sheathing subflooring and then someone put shit vinyl over it. Correct. It seems like a disaster. There's probably a sheet of like quarter inch ply that they skinned it with or something like that. Yeah. I I hate it. I hate all, I hate the entire floor. And if I were to do this, I would think I would plunge cut where the crack is with a, with a saw and open up the whole thing and find out where your joists are and just cut everything out and re subfloor the entire floor and start over. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I I would be curious if it was 1 by 6 with a sheet of like half inch ply yeah. over it or what we were talking about sometimes people even took particle board yeah. and you know, it was all just funky it's jinky. 60s 70s everyone was beaked up on code. They were beaked up, they were hopped up on speed. They didn't know. They didn't, they didn't know. know better, but they had those STP shirts on. They were banging the neighbor's wife high I, on LSD. You know how it was. I wonder about uh, the floor leveler. Look, I like the part where you screw off the floor. I like the part where you, you have to locate the joist, yeah. obviously, and screw off the existing. Okay, strip the vinyl or strip a patch of vinyl, yeah. and let's see what we're dealing with yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of with Stromer and the plunge cut just to see just like, to what see. the hell's going on right. down there. And there's definitely part of me that would like to just blow out the entire thing, get it down to the bare joist, put the subfloor adhesive on there, yeah. go with like inch and an eighth sturdy floor, Hell maybe, yeah. maybe even three quarter We inch never sturdy. had that conversation again if you did that. Sturdy floor and some, yeah. some good decking type That's screws right. to suck it down maybe with. an opportunity to, to throw some insulation down there if there's some issues with that yeah while it's open right couldn't, couldn't hurt and then maybe we avoid even a threshold yeah as far as to the kitchen i don't know you know when you start then getting into the subfloor into the kitchen now we got issues because we got lower cabinets and and then we also have if he does do the replacement of the subflooring then you have to figure out how do i cut around the perimeter of the room if this stuff goes under the walls which it probably does somehow uh or at least under the baseboard right it, you know from the 40s yeah, maybe I don't, I, I don't i don't think they did it that way maybe they did yeah or, who knows no is that it was smart you asked the the vintage of the comb because there's so many subfloors that would be in, you know indicative if of that the time. subfloor is going underneath the bottom plate of yeah. the perimeter walls then we're getting into a slightly new world order. Right. I wouldn't do it with a sawzall. Yeah. I would uh, take a circular saw. I yeah. would set the depth on it. Right I, above I, the joist. 
right, right above the joist yeah. or right at the joist. Yeah. You can go into the joist yeah, and eighth. Right. Who cares? Yeah. And I would don't do not pinch it against the wall. You know, don't no. start going in. Give yourself a quarter inch. Sure. You know what I mean? Make sure. Make sure you're. And not then you could theoretically leave. It. You could leave the width of the of the plate of the circular saw around the room and then just plywood yeah, to yeah. that. That's what we're saying. Yeah, I think that would work. Yeah, it's uh, inch, and to, a, yeah. inch and a half right. all the way around, right. you know, fine. Um, and then for the right angle corners, you could just get a, a you know, the, uh, what's it called? The, the tool, you know, the button. No, the one that, oh, the machine. No, one. don't get that. I like that thing. No. What the is it called? Multi, Why can't I think of it? Multi-tool. No. I love the multi-tool. Let's not use that. All right. I mean, you just, just you, for the corners. I'm saying, yeah, just drop a jigsaw. In all right, there. All right, all right. it's easy. Right. Um, it's going to be a mess. Yeah. What uh, state is this, Gary? Boise, Idaho. Oh yeah, he's got a, a perfect opportunity to insulate the crap out of this floor, man. Yeah, but one room does not the make cozy an insulated kitchen. Cabin. Yeah, that's true. All right, look. Um, pop off some tiles. Do an exploratory hole. Uh, if 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 you can do it, the best way to do your exploratory hole would be half on to the two joists right. next to each other. So when you have to, if you're going to drop in a plug, right, land in half on. That's correct. You can also just take a two by four, and screw a ledger onto the sister right. onto the side of the joist. Yeah, you know. But anything's better than what it is. Do that and see what's going on yeah. under there. Yeah. All right. But, and and don't waste your time peeling off. Anything if it's glued, because it's going to take so long, you might as well cut the floor out. Yeah. Right? Well, You'll I start pulling off, layers away of the parquet, if you will, and it'll just be a nightmare. It won't be, it'll, yeah, it's not worth it. Well, I hate to rain on your parade, yeah. but you know who knows with the tile, maybe it's got some asbestos yeah, in know, it. Yeah, you're right. And then also, it's going to gum up that blade. Yeah. When you're trying to cut on top of that. Yeah. Around the perimeter, whatever. Let's just agree to cut a hole and go from there. Right. And then send us a profile yeah. of that hole of that hole so we can see what it is and then we can advise you better. All right. right. Take care of business. Listen, I got a question, kids. Are you considering a backyard makeover? Well, do you wish you had room for a pool? Well, get a Michael Phelps swim spa by Master Spas. Now, this combines the benefits of a pool with the therapy of a hot tub. It has a water current so you can swim, do aquatic exercises, and have fun with the kids if you have them. Why not? comes in a variety of sizes to complement almost any yard, even a small backyard. Since it's heated, you can use it year-round in any climate. 100% made in the USA by Master Spas, the world's largest swim spa manufacturer. You will love your Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Gary. That's right. Go to masterspas.com. Put in the promo code ACE, that's A-C-E, to save $1,000 on a Michael Phelps Swim Spa or $500 on a Master Spas hot tub. That's masterspas.com. Promo code A-C-E for $1,000 off a Michael Phelps Swim Spa or $500 on a Master Spas hot tub. Hey, I got an, an update on hmm. Branchgate. Mm. Remember the big limb that fell, befelled my, my luscious Toyota Tundra pickup truck? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. 500 bucks deductible. Gets mm-hmm. me a whole new front end. Really? Yes. Yeah. I still have to pay 500 bucks, though. So. What's your, you need new hood, new fender. New hood, new right fender, new windshield, new antenna, a uh, little bit of roof damage. 
Did you look like the uh, ladies on the safe light commercial? <laughs> safe light you- defense. Did you go out there and make that face? <laughs> yeah, of course I did. Did they take the camera and shoot you through the they, broken windshield? Yeah, 100%. And I've channeled that very thing because we've spoken of it before. And I had it. And it was crazy. I, it, was like, it was like I was obsessed and, and taken over by some oh, demon. Oh, look at her. This is our bath fitter side by side. Someone on the left who looks happy just saw her new bath. Yeah, <laughs> never, never been with either one of these women. The one, no, nope, the one on the right clearly crapped her pants a little. She's in that very ball. upset. <laughs> I got a chip. I got two dings in my window now. Yeah, uh, driving home from the track on uh, Sunday. Oh, how was that? Uh, that was the Laguna Seca. Yeah. Well, what happened, man? Kind of crashed a car. A little what? Bit. Yeah. You okay? I'm fine. How about the car? What happened? It needs work. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think you might have got stromerized. Yeah. <laughs> I may have gotten the, 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 the stink eye from the gypsy Man, stromer. Man, where's the uh, the thing? The, what is it? The Remember the guy that tells us if we're in low biorhythms right there? Oh, I should have checked You should have checked before, wheel. right? <laughs> yeah, there's water on the track, stromer. No. Yeah. So what happened? Spell- just take me through. Uh, well, we got video of it, right. so um, we can we can show it to you. The couple little drops of water. Oh yeah. On the now, do you change the way you drive, seeing the little water drops? Or? I do. Yes. Yeah. You, you better. Yeah. 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 It's it's. Um, That's a loud vehicle, Fred. Yeah. We'll wait till it wait till it gets going. Jeez. What car is this? It's a Camaro and Trans Am 1. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a two-frame car. It's not, yeah. it's not like a real Camaro. It doesn't have any real Camaro parts. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, the rear taillights may be from a Camaro. I don't think anything else is from a Camaro. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's actually not a Camaro. <laughs> but you can you can hear what the power this God, car has. God, it's crazy. Well, I'm going to try to heat up the rear tire as soon as I get going straight yeah. Yeah. in about 10 seconds. Wow. Jeez. We're just fighting around. But we, Gary, you got a fast lap in there somewhere. At least Chris does somewhere. Holy shice. The water wasn't from this run. No? No. No, it was just, it was on the windshield. I, I, I didn't go too hard on, I didn't go very hard on this run. Jeez. Stop it, Emmy. What's the top speed in that straightaway, do you think? Um, from the video I looked at going over the hill on the straightaway was 146. God, man, that's that incredible. Could have, it, it'll get up to 152, 153. And it's just crazy accelerate. I mean, and you're taking it, where are you shifting at 8,000 RPMs? Like that high? Yeah, you're shifting it at 8,000. 8, 
God. six. I think it probably red lines at like uh, 80, 86 is where yeah. they hit the uh, hit the rev limiter. Jesus, that's amazing. So what happened? What's the downside of this story? Well, it looks pretty was, great to me so no, far. Well, first off, you're watching me just walk around the track. This is not. So is that. everybody doing that because it's raining or no? I can't. No one can tell if it's raining or there's just water on the windshield or or whatever it is. Yeah, but we're going around the track at half speed. At, oh, that's half point. speed. Yeah, Holy when it. Shit. I, mean, I can show you. I think Gary has just one regular. And this is that the straightaway that you're coming to right there, like that. Nah, you come down a straightaway to turn eleven. I talked okay. to Chris, and he said he thinks that this is what it is. Oh, and we'll just kinda, probably, yeah, yeah, that's probably it. This is up to speed a little more now. Oh my god. Going to first gear around the first corner here. You can't give it much gas here, you'll slide out. that you're decelerating to 62 miles an hour to make a turn. That's incredible, man. Yeah, you get up to going into the corkscrew at the top. That's 140? Ah. 131 there. So do you know this track or do you have yeah. to learn it as you go? You no, know? I know it. I don't know it in this car, though. I should be going faster in this car. Yeah. I should be moving faster in this car. Oh, I'm going to crash here in a minute. Oh, yeah. So there's water on the track on uh, the next right-hand turn. And then I hang a tire, and it goes into a lake of water. And you'll see the car slide a little bit there. It starts to lose, hang the tire. Then the car gets spun around. Wax into a cement wall. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. I was picking up the pace. So then what happens? Uh, you, you, what do you do from there? You sit in the car. And you wait till the race is over? and then No, they, no, they come get you. They do? Yeah, they can't. But do they know you're there. okay? They'll. F- well, you have a radio. You do? Okay. <clears throat> Unbelievable, yeah. man. Yeah. Unbelievable. I can't believe how fast you're going. That's fast how car. fast you go in these, on these things like that? 160 miles an hour and then decelerate to 70 <laughs> to turn? It, it, would be, it would be more like. 150 for me it would be like 152 maybe 153 yeah 
because I got up to 146, but I was just kind of warming into it. Yeah, you know, I yeah, would yeah. probably picked it up about five, six miles an hour at the end. And of then, that do you straight. know these guys you're you, racing against? You or no? get down in that first turn from maybe 153 to yeah. maybe 44 or something like that, you know, and then it'd be back up. And are you, know, do you, are you ever braking, or is it all downshifting? Oh, no, you you brake hard you do. at the end of that. Oh, okay, that straight. You, I'm not ah. braking hard enough. I'm just, right. I should be braking harder. Huh. Brake hard, downshift into first around right. that, and then back on. You know, up through the gears again. That's incredible, man. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I bet. Yeah, the, the cars it, are fast. Is it loud as hell? Like, does it hurt your ears when you're it, in it's, there? It's it's loud, but you have uh, ear protection. God, that has a radio in it. That's like such a muscle car sound, man, isn't it? It's crazy sound. It's got, it's got 900 horsepower. Jeez. Yeah. It does serve some of the fastest cars around. Incredible. Really. Yeah. So what do you do then? Do you go like hobnob after and have shrimp and stuff and Chardonnay? Yeah, have a beer and walk around. <laughs> Try to figure out how bad it is. Really? You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, there was water on the track because it and rained. Did anybody else hit that and screw? There screw are people the throughout the course of the weekend that yeah. had difficulty on that. Yeah. that track. No one in my run group. Yeah. Those guys are all professionals, but yeah. there are other guys who are doing vintage racing and stuff that had some, had some issues on that wet, wet man, corner. Man, commend to you, man. That's that's amazing. Yeah, well, would have been better if I could have kept the shit together and done the fucking race, but I fucked up. So I don't know if I need any commending. No accolades for this one. You're don't be don't beat yourself up. You're a winner, damn it. Just next time, consult the the wheel. I'm beating up the biorhythm. Well, you got to take it with you to the race, man. I'm uh yes. I'm uh, I should have consulted the steering wheel. (laughs) All right. Let's see. What do we got? We got one more question here. We got an email question. Yeah, sure. If you guys like, I got an email question for you. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's see here. This one comes to us from Casey. And I'll throw up the picture here so you guys can look at it while I read. Get it on. Building a bolt together 40 by 50 by 14 metal building on a piece of land in Amarillo, Texas, with plans of building an 1,100 square foot living quarters inside. Attached below is the floor plan I designed. I want to do most of the work myself, but I need ideas on what would be cool to put in before the pour. Also, we want an industrial feel to the apartment. Any decor ideas from you guys would be very appreciated. Love the show. Thanks for making me laugh. Casey, 27, Amarillo, Texas. Wow. Oh, nice. Um, well, you know, industrial look is, you know, one of the big things is this sort of open HVAC system where you see the metal ducting, right. you know, and outside you of it. paint it or leave it, you know, traditional stainless color. Right. Um is before when we've talked about the little pan cut out in the kitchen for sweeping yeah maybe yeah um you know uh here's a tip uh floor outlets yeah and they have some nice ones they have some nice like brass ones yeah, that the are plates round are cool. and you pop up right. spring loaded or whatever right throw a few of those around because yeah. you don't want to run the lamp cord you know across the room next to the sofa and then she's gonna do a uh like a like a, a polished concrete floor i would assume like that vibe that always looks nice in those spaces you can polish it you can grind it down right. to the ag- aggregate you can get the terrazzo look at a right. much cheaper price yeah. put some clear on it uh you go and go with metal building maybe you're going with metal stud 
make sure and put a lot of blocks in the wall for hanging TVs. Pre-wire while you fans. can. Yeah. <coughs> ceiling fans. Yeah. You know, make sure that shit's blocked off. Yeah. So you got some meat to go into. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, you know, the interior finish. There's a lot of wall coverings now beyond paint textures and yeah. things and appliques panelized and pre yeah pre-sized really cool either fabric or yeah uh, like acrylic looking wall systems you can get into mm-hmm. as well yeah yeah there's a lot of you know go look online right. find your stuff but uh let's say that about covers it yeah now listen speaking of terrazzo i was walking through the new delta terminal last night oh that's the best part about an airport and i noticed and i thought of you the the terrazzo looked wavy to me mm. like the way they poured it it was coming high at the mm-hmm. at the uh the screed mm-hmm. st- steel screed parts mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. and then dipping down over and over and over again down this long hallway like because of the light reflection i could ah. see as like wavy mm-hmm. as hell mm-hmm. do you think they fucked it up or do you think that it's just the way the nature of delta these where it's the delta terminal it was like 30 gate 30 ish yeah the new I'm one at check LAX. on it as soon as he smikes yeah circle. yeah I, <laughs> I, I don't know airport terrazzo is normally nice i will tell it was, you it's normally like dead nuts flat that's the, why i was concerned the right? best part about the terrazzo yeah. you want to know what the best no. part is yeah the coved baseboard oh yeah you Come think on. about you you know you get your broom you get your swiffer out yeah. whatever it is yeah. is it a swiffer or swifter swiffer swiffer yeah all right get swiffer out. all the dirt just gets pushed into the fucking crack that's where right. the baseboard meets the flooring that's right, right. Yeah. it's always a line of dirt there yeah there is imagine that thing being coved out she just comes up and then she comes back down you uh, put her in a garbage can skate that shit huh do a kick turn man you want to know something though it mm. went into a right angle to your point it was oh, not the right oh, coving i know hey. i think it was a fail i'm telling you i want you to look at it Get out there as soon as possible. ASAP. All right, let me just take care of JB Weld, world's strongest bond, the brand DIYers and pros have trusted for over 50 years. Use their epoxies, super glues, putty sticks, and ramps for projects big and small and on practically any surface. Metal, wood, plastics, glass, ceramic, it's all there with JB Weld. Keep it in your kitchen drawer. I have it in my kitchen drawer. I have it in my garage. I have it in the toolbox. I'm always covered with J.B. Weld. Also, the proud owner of Herculiner. Who are they? They're the original DIY truck bed liner. So if you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner, well, they got you covered. So where do you get J.B. Weld? I'll tell you where. You get it at jbweld.com. Or pick it up at Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, uh, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And, of course, J.B. Weld is proudly made in the U.S. of A. It is J.B. Weld. All right, you can go to amcurl.com. Like I said, Indy coming up at Helium Comedy Club May 6th and 7th. So uh, you can come on out and check that out. And then um, we'll be going to Huntington Beach. Yeah, May 20th. Uh, sea Lakes at the beach. It's a fun show there. It's an outdoor kind of pavilion. Good place to do uh, some comedy. And we'll be doing a live pod there. So just go to AdamCrolla.com for all the live shows. And until next time, Adam Kroll for Eric Stromer. Say it. Mahalo. Subscribe on iTunes or visit aceontheroof.com. 
This is Corolla Digital. Would you love to save some money on your insurance? Of course you would. And who doesn't love a deal? When it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, Geico can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even your homeowners, condo, or renter's insurance. They are all covered with Geico. Save even more with special discounts when you bundle coverages together. Plus, they have an easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-7 roadside assistance, so it's easy to switch to GEICO. It's a no-brainer. Switch today and see just how much you could save at GEICO.com. Go there and get a rate quote or contact a local agent. Stream the biggest movies and TV shows for free on Pluto TV. Watch movies like Titanic and G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, plus TV shows like CSI and Star Trek The Next Generation. Starting this month, check out the 24-7 Stargate channel exclusively on Pluto TV, plus hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows absolutely free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today.